What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Gregorich Ministries podcast. Um, you know, Josh and I were just talking, and he just got back from Brazil, so we were talking about some of the things that he was sharing and ministering while he was there, and so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, while we were there, it's always a, a burden of mine, I feel like, on my heart. Like, I'm always there to encourage people, and I feel like that's what God wants to do. He always wants to lift people up. He always yeah. wants to send them out and, and cause them to go further, and I can see that it becomes so easy to fall into this trap where even as a Christian, um, life is still about us. Yeah. And, um, you know, even though we've laid down our life because for Jesus and he's laid down his life for us, you know, sometimes it, it can be easy to fall into this trap where it's like, okay, but it's still about me. Yeah. And there's sometimes that we don't even know that we're doing that. It's just something that we've been trained in all our life. But there comes a time where you really have to mature and, and get past yourself. And one of the things that I love and I want for people is for them to get past life being all about them yeah. and what they want and what they need. And I think it's a true sign of maturity yeah. whenever your focus every single day is not necessarily about you, yeah. but about how you can help meet those needs for other people. Well, yeah, it, just think of Jesus um, in that thought where it's like have this same mindset in you mm -hmm. that was also in him yeah. who what made himself of no reputation, yeah. what laid himself down. And so I think, you know, that's the... The big thing I deal with that is that once I, you know, say yes to him, once I'm born again, life is not about me. Um, I understand that what Jesus did and what God did through that takes care of my needs. Yeah. My, my eternity is secure. Um, I, I understand my in him, the in him realities. And so those things are secure. And so every day when I wake up, it's not, okay, how do I get this for me? How do I get this car? How do I do this? How, how do I, you know, it's a rat yeah. race of, you know, American consumerism where it's all about me, 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 me. That's so interesting though. Cause like even your faith can get wrapped into that where, yeah. where, and that's one thing that I want to like people, even myself or anyone else to be really careful about is that we don't just use our faith to try to obtain things. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you look at Jesus like he wasn't using his faith to obtain a new car. I'm not trying yeah. to say that that God can't do that or he won't do that. I'm just saying that he was always using his faith for other people. Yeah. The way that he saw God, the way that he he operated was always for the benefit of other people. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you were just saying it, that he came to be a servant. Yeah. You know, he could have easily said, like, okay, all you minions, like, yeah. come and wash my feet, take care of me, feed me grapes. But no, he actually got down and he knelt before them and he washed their feet. And that wasn't our, that's our example. Yeah. And, you know, it's not to say that God doesn't want you blessed. No. He does. And, yeah. you know, we could, there's such good teaching. And I think there's, you know, on this subject, there needs to be balance brought, right? Um, that, you know, he wants me blessed, but also at the same time, I'm not waking up and striving to obtain things, right? Yeah. I didn't get saved so that God can give me all these things and I'm just better than everybody. Look at how much God loves me, yeah. right? You know, he does love you. Look at how much he loves you yeah. by giving you gifts on the inside of you for other people, yeah. right? And so that's kind of the you know, thought that we have. Um, there's a really good example in, is it 1st or 2nd Corinthians? 2nd Corinthians yeah. in 5.14. Yeah. You want me to read yeah, it? Yeah, go it ahead. Says, for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And if he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them, and rose again. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that is one thing. And 
you know, I, I don't want to go back to it, but even, uh, you know, what I mentioned before about, you know, having faith just for things, but, you know, of course, like Tanner was saying, we, he, God wants us blessed. He wants us to enjoy life, but he also put us here to open the eyes of other people around yeah. us and to make their life better and to help them improve and to help them succeed. And I think that we've missed the point if we stop at just God wanting us blessed. Yeah. Because that wasn't the point of Jesus. Like, just like, what? okay, and now I'm here I'm, I'm as a man. Well, I'm anointed. Now let's let me just enjoy this. Life. Yeah. And think about, you know, our purpose is to, you know, bring the kingdom forth and help other people what come to know God. And so if I wake up in the morning and my purpose is to get things for me and I'm not focused on others, well, I'm not achieving what you know, God's called me to do. I'm not, you know, furthering the kingdom of God by, you know, making sure I got a Rolex today or making sure I got this today. And it's not wrong to have things and to be blessed. But what is your focus when you wake up in the morning? What's your reason for being? What's the drive behind your life? And really, ultimately, I I think it gets down to the fact that um, we were created in his image. Yeah. Right. And God is love. Okay. so from a base level, if God is love and I'm created in his image, that means that I've got his love on the inside of me. That's who I am. Okay. well, what does love do? It seeks to give to the other person. It's always about the benefit of the other. Right. Yeah, and I think that there's a statement that I felt really dropped in my heart one day, but it was like, let my faith go beyond myself to reach the world. Yeah. So the faith that I have in Jesus, this faith that's been deposited into me, um, I want that to go beyond me, I, and I want it to start. I want to start seeing it impact other people. So you know, just as a small example, um, even when I go and lay hands on somebody and they're dealing with a sickness, I want the faith that's in me that trusts in Jesus, that know he's provider, know he's healer, I know his character. I want that faith to now come out of me and be demonstrated in the life of somebody else. I think that's a true sign of maturity is whenever this faith that has been deposited in us and has grown in us and has taken root in us now actually comes out and is manifested in the lives of other people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in that example, you can make that about you if you wanted to. Right. It's like, oh, I prayed for somebody and got them healed. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, where's (laughs) your focus? Is it on you or is it, you know, on who's on the inside of you and other people? And so that's, you know, it's, there's that scripture in Song of Solomon. It's the little foxes that get in and spoil the vine. This can be one of those things that, you know, God, he's called us to what? Lay down our life, you know, pick up our cross and follow him. It's interesting that you said that as well, because there it's always checking the motivation too of why you're doing something because there's time, even though, you know, I know God that he can heal, but I was, to be honest, I was going and praying for someone to like almost prove to myself that he would heal through me and, or that I had good enough faith to do it. And, you know, while that person got healed at the same time, my motivation was still not right and not pure. And that's not satisfying because it no. wasn't purely done out of this selfless place. There was still something in it for me. And I think that we should all have this desire within us to want to do it. Uh, not only what God says, but do it from the right heart motivation yeah, as well. Exactly, And that's what, you know, Jesus came and he did is he revealed the motive of the heart. Yep. Why do you do what you do? Why do you say what you say? Um, and, you know, 
that it's so important as a as a Christian, as we're growing in this life, as we're growing as a believer, um, and in this walk, that we grow to that place where it's not about me. Yeah, Andy, that heart motivation is so important. Even in Jeremiah, whenever uh, the people were going to the temple, it was a time like people were always going to the temple. They were doing the sacrifices. They were doing everything that seemingly looked right. And God was like, your sacrifice actually turns my stomach because it was all for the outward appearance, but inside he knew their heart. And I don't ever want what I do to seemingly look right. And then at the end of the day, that heart motivation be wrong. And I'm in a dangerous position where I'm turning God's stomach based on, you know, just this outward appearance. And that's not a place to live in fear, but that's a reality check for you and a sobering thought to, okay, why are you doing this? It, It looks good. It seems good. But before you do it, check your heart yeah. and get your heart in the right position. Remember, remember that place where Jesus talks about those that pray publicly have their reward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, yeah. it's it's that yeah, kind of thing where right. we're like, okay, you're in the drive-through and you feel led to pay for the person's meal behind you. If you got a post about that on social media immediately, it's like, okay, I'm so glad that you did that and you're blessing people. But what's your motive for yeah. doing that? It made you feel good in the moment, but then it also made you feel even better to be able to tell people about it. Yeah, and I mean, look, sometimes it's good to share things that you do like that because it, you know, encourages other people to do the same. And I'm not, you know, you just have to check your own heart and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, And a lot of times, man, social media especially can be a a huge, you know, hindrance for people um, because what happens with social media is we compare ourselves to others. Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, like we're talking about that area where you're using faith to get things, people on social media share the highlights of their life. Yeah. So, you know, I just got this car. I just got this house. I just went on this trip. We just did this. And you're like, man, God, I want you to do that for me. So you start getting that place where it's a rat race where you got to get these things to, you know, measure up to people where Jesus has called us to a life that is not about the things. No, it's about the people. And it's really a life of surrender. Yeah, (laughs) it's a life of, you know, he laid it down his life for us. But we truly when we said yes to him, it wasn't just a prayer. We said we laid down our lives for him. Yeah. And whenever we laid down our lives for him, that means we laid our lives down for everybody else in the same manner that he did. So that means when I wake up in the morning, that's my motivation. That's my purpose is to make somebody else's day. Yeah. A little bit better to really demonstrate the the life of God through me, and it's not about people recognizing the gifts within me. It's not people about it's not about people recognizing yeah. the anointing upon my life. It's about being okay. My life is surrendered, and this is all about you, Jesus. So if it's about you, it's got to be about your people as yeah. well. I remember Todd White talking about how he you know died to himself, but he's like so over me. Yeah, he's like yeah. it's not. I'm so over me. And he said, he always said, I'm so over me, or I think he said, like, I'm so over me that I'm over you or yeah, something. It's yeah. like, I'm so out of my mind, I'm yeah. out of yours or something. I don't know. Yeah, I it, it, it's just the reality that, like, I'm good. Yeah. God, like, you've put me, seated me at your right hand. So, like, I'm secure. I'm stable. None of that can be taken away. So, no matter what COVID happens, no matter what disease, yeah. no matter what the government tries to do, no matter if I'm shipwrecked at sea, if I was thrown into prison 30 times, if I was beaten, if I yeah. was whatever, look at the life of Paul, right? Yeah. God, you've got me. I can make this about people. That's how you can be in prison at midnight and praising. Yeah. Because what? It's not about, man, I'm in prison. Yeah. It's about, I'm doing what you've called me to do. 
Yeah, and I think that that he even said like I know how to be content in all oh, in yeah. all seasons of life, because there's times I think all of us have experienced it where there's a lot and there's a little. Yeah. But is our attitude changing? Are we consistent? Do the people in our life know when we're going through something? I think one true sign of maturity is that when you're going through something that not everyone in your life doesn't necessarily know yeah. <laughs> that that pain that you're going Man, through. And some people right? use that as like a badge of honor. I just wear my emotions on my sleeve. It's like, it, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, it's like the Israelites. They wandered around for 40 years because they complained and made it all about them. And Jesus, you know, he gave us the best example to look at his life. Man, it was not about him. Yeah. He did not make it, oh, I didn't have this to eat, or, oh, I'm just in this place or that. It was all about other people. Yeah, and one thing that you can easily do if you are always thinking about yourself is you can amplify your problems. Yes. And we've seen this when we go on mission trips yeah. and, and we go to different areas around the world to do ministry, you realize, okay, what I thought was a problem is not a problem. Not a problem at all, especially you know if you live in America um, and you've never been to maybe a third world country or you know other places, man, this life that we ha we are so blessed here in America. If you live in America, you are so so blessed. And I know there's people that struggle here as well, but man, there's there's just places around the world that are just different, yeah. right? Um, and so yeah, yeah. And I think if you are if you're waking up in the morning and all you can think about is your problem then that problem is going to continue to grow in terms of your mentality and it's yeah. going to overwhelm you and you're going to be frustrated. But if you woke up and you really said, God, who do you want me to help today? You realize that he's going to demonstrate or he's going to reveal to you someone in your life that maybe is also struggling or maybe they have a need that's that you can help. Yeah. And it's going to it doesn't mean that your problem necessarily is gone. Yeah. But your focus has changed and you've seen that other people are going through something, too. And it, and it really gets you hooked back up to your purpose, which is other people. And then also knowing and doing that, that God's also going to take care and help you with whatever you're going through. Yeah. Well. And, you know, in the world, even they know this principle that when you're struggling with depression or you're, you're so focused yeah. on you, they encourage you to go volunteer. Yeah. You know, go give back to your community and what? Stop thinking about yourself. Yeah. The most miserable I've ever been is when I'm focused on me. Yeah. Like it's just stop stop thinking about me, what I look like, how I'm feeling. And it's like, yeah, there's, you know, you have to take care of yourself. You have to look out for your own needs, but man, the freest place you can ever live is when you stop living for yourself, you live for him yeah. and and for others. Yeah, I was actually just reading one of these yeah. scriptures here, Galatians 6, 1 through 3. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them. And a spirit of gentleness, keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. But in verse 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he has nothing... He deceives himself. I really wanted to focus on verse 2 where it says, bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. And that's really talking about your identity. There is a Whenever you submitted to Christ, there has not only a new identity come into you, but now you have this new law that you are really a slave to, yeah. which is the law of Christ. And that law is to bear one another's burdens. And so that means that I'm actively looking for people that I can come alongside and lift up and encourage and to help them in what they're going through. And I'm trusting that in doing so, that God's also going to navigate and bring people alongside to help me in my area. But I don't need to come to Tanner in the morning and say, wow, today is just 
another day, you know, I'm just going through the same problems, but I'm, I'm actually approaching Tanner and saying, Hey, how's life? Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Is there something I can pray with you about? Is there some way I can help you today? And when I do that, that's just me fulfilling the law of Christ, but also fulfilling my identity and my true purpose to be here on this earth. Yeah. And you know, in this American life, this may be different around the world in different areas, but People almost ask the question, how you doing, so that they can say how they're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so it's like sure. they'll ask how you doing, they don't really care, but then they just want to unload their it's like, problems. Yeah, 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 but ask me. <laughs> and so, like, what, that's what we're talking about. The, the freest place that you can live when you mature as a believer that, what, you care about somebody else and you're not looking to insert, well, here's what I did this weekend. Yeah. You know, there, there's times that you can relate and talk about your life when you're, you know, in conversation, but it's not always about you. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you remember in Winnie the Pooh, remember Eeyore? Yeah. Eeyore. Yeah. And he's just moping around. Like, everybody I know that's struggling like that, they're like, their life and their problems are just magnified. Yeah. It's just such a big deal. Yeah. Their job is the hardest. They're going through the, they were wor- dealt the worst cards in life. Yeah. And it's just all what about them. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't mean to say this harshly, but a lot of times we can fall into the victim mentality. Yeah. Everyone's hurt me. Everyone's did something wrong to me. I, I, you know, and, and that is kind of rampant. I feel like almost it's, in our culture, yeah, in our it, society, it may, it may be an American thing that yeah, it's probably. big, but it's, you know, you can't control a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are outside your control. And so you can only control how you respond to the life around you. You can only control like your attitude in those situations. Um, There's a few other scriptures here that kind of go along with what we're talking about. Galatians 5 and verse 13, it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but but through love serve one another. There it is right there. Like, you're free from things. You're, you, you have freedom in Christ. But what? Don't use that as an opportunity for you, your flesh, yeah. to make it about you. But use it, what? Through love to serve one another. Yeah. And I think if you're asking, okay, so this sounds great. I would love to be in that maturity level. How do I get there? Yeah. I think there's no shortcut to this. First of all, get into the word. But yeah. also I would say this. In your prayer time with God, say, God, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to make this life about me. Help me. And I think when that request for grace, he's going to be there because he wants you to live out who he's made you to be and the design that he's had for you. And so he's going to help you, of course. But I, I think that if I would just challenge everybody that's listening, instead of, you know, just praying the same way you've been praying and it's always been about you, pray for other people, but also pray for grace and pray for you know, insight and your eyes to be open to the needs of other people and ask to be, um, for God to use you to help the other people yeah. in those needs. Yeah. And you know, of course you have to pray for yourself and sure. take care of yourself. Sure. In Philippians four, it talks about, you know, be anxious for nothing, but through everything yep. by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, yes. let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings will guard your hearts and your minds. But I noticed it said like, don't be anxious, pray about it, you know, but it says what with Thanksgiving. And yeah. so it's, it's almost like when you wake up and you get to a place where you're praying, you're like, father, thank you for taking care of me. Yeah. 
then the perspective switch, okay, who's in my life I can take, I can pray for. hundred percent. Okay. I'm thank God. Thank you. What? I'm, I'm not anxious about it. And then that's where his peace comes in and you're secure, you're stable, and you can start living out of that place. Yeah. Right. Thanksgiving is a huge key for you to operate successfully in life yeah. and just to keep your perspective correct. And like Tanner was saying, when you wake up in the morning, if you start the day instead of, cause it's easy when you have something that, you know, it's just heavy on your shoulders or you have a bill that's due or somebody in your life is, is dealing with a sickness or they're dealing with an issue that can be a pressure point. But if you wake up in the morning, instead of, you know, whenever that thought comes to start kind of obsessing over almost, you know, just ruminating over that thought, but just to say, God, I just thank you that you're here with me. God, I thank you that you love me and that you're taking care of me. And I thank you that you're with me this whole day and that you know this situation. And I thank you that you're working in my life and that you're here with me today. And you just change that perspective. And so instead of focusing on that weight and that pressure and that issue, now you've you've shifted your focus to the only one who can actually do something yeah. about it. Like that, the best uh, example that we have is Jesus, right? He always went back, you know, withdrew himself and focused on the father. Right. And then when he was pressed, when, you know, when the enemy tempted him, the word came out of him and it's like, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God or whatever yeah. came out of him. It was always the word. He knew what to say in the right moment at the right time. Cause he had spent time with him. And that's the way that we ought to be. Right. Is yeah. that when we're pressed, it's like, look, this isn't even about me. The enemy is trying to get what God's put on the inside of you. So bring it. It's yeah. like, I'm secure. I'm stable, but I'm living the rest of this life for other people. Yeah. And there's even a miracle that we all know about when Jesus fed the 5,000. Oh, yeah. So right before that, if you read before the miracle actually takes place, he had just found out the news about John the Baptist being beheaded. And so he was actually going and he was departing away to be by himself, but all these people followed him. And so he had compassion on them. And even though this was a time like, man, this was his cousin. He was in pain. Yeah. But he set that aside. He set his pain aside. He said, okay, I'm going to be here for the benefit of the other people. And he preached to them. But not only that, but then when he performed the miracle, he only had the bread and the fish. What was it? Five loaves and two fish. fish. And so he had that. But, you know, he didn't go to God in that moment and say, God, this is all I have. It's not enough. Look at all these people. He said he thanked God for what he had. He looked up to heaven. He blessed it. And then he was able to take care of these people. But I love that because it shows that even though he was in this emotional state where he could have been like, guys, please go away. I've got too much going on. My cousin just died. I'm in a lot of pain. He had compassion on other people because he knew his purpose was for them and not for him. Yeah. And, you know, one one thing as we're kind of closing this out, um, you always have to check your motive why you're doing what you're doing because there's I know a lot of people that get busy volunteering and helping um, because they you know don't like what's going on with them and their motive may not be right with that and so I just want to encourage you again check your motive why are you doing what you're doing um, don't just volunteer yourself to death because you got to yeah. help people you still have to take care of you at the end of the day yeah. like only one person is responsible for you and that's you so you have to take care of your own needs yeah but at the same time it's not all about your own needs yeah right that's the balance in this 100 percent. yeah and so that we, we just wanted to encourage you guys today um, with some thoughts that we had don't make this life about you make it um, about the purpose that god has for you which is what helping other people so that was a lot